0: I admit to being freaked out about podcasting until I discovered Anchor. First off, it's free. It has creation tools that allow me to record and edit podcasts. Most importantly to me, it distributed my podcast to places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a lot of others. Yeah, it also allows me the opportunity to make money on my podcast, which is a win. But most important overall, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. That's a huge win. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. It's Saturday night, which means it's time to run it back. This is Run It Back, NBA Week in Review.
1: Voice of the fan, drop a bounce pass, throw down the rim rocker, lay up off the glass right past the shot blocker. I follow through like Kobe's money, you can cash it. For news on LA hoops, come over to Beach Basket. Up to date sports, post game reports, debates and play by play coming straight off the court. The voice of the fan making noise, causing havoc. Zone the man up, you can ask Beach Basket. The Beach Basket coming soon on air. The Beach Basket where the news begins. We're dropping news.
0: Together we're excited that the NBA is back, not only back, but back for a full season, a full 82 games. Um, As passionate fans, this is kind of what we live for. This is the best time of the year. Tonight we're going to talk about the first week uh, uh, of the NBA. We're going to talk about the news, the games, uh, and the drama. I'll be joined by Dean Fuller. Dean runs a great uh, YouTube channel uh, called Hoop Deanie. Excited to have him here uh, tonight with us. Isaac Edelman of FL Teams, Renee Roca, Bo Lafon, and Derek Lavelle. We got a lot (laughs) of people tonight, and and I'm excited to talk to each and every one of them. Each and every one of them. First off, welcome to each of you. How are you all doing tonight? Good. Right on. Oh, that was Doing good. That, all right, that's that was that was okay. We didn't we didn't practice that, but um, I'm glad you all are here. I know you're all excited to um, to talk NBA basketball. So let's get right to it. We do have a lot to talk about. What we're gonna do first is I want to just kind of introduce again um, our site. Um, we started about three seasons ago. Now we exist quite honestly for one reason only, and that's to amplify these guys' voices and yours. If you have an interest in joining us and writing about the game and in, 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 uh, talking about the game, um, we want to talk to you. Uh, we really just exist so that a group of passionate basketball fans can get together, talk hoop. It's what we do anyway. Um, so what we want to do is we want to provide uh, multiple platforms for that. Our website, this channel uh podcasts uh we really want to expand what we're doing with the sole goal of expanding the voice of passionate basketball fans throughout the world so far uh to start this season we've got roughly 40 contributors um we've got them throughout the united states uh and outside of the united states because basketball man there's no boundaries there's no boundaries in basketball we got people all over the place and um we're all excited to, to cover the NBA and excited to see the first week. So first thing we're going to do, now that we've gotten that out of the way, is we're going to do a quick uh, recap of the week. Exciting first week. I saw some amazing games. We start with Tuesday this Tuesday. week with three games. The Bucks dropped the banner, showed off that bling, that incredible ring, and destroyed the Kyrie-less Nets, 127-104. Uh, Bo covers the Bucs, and so every anytime I say Milwaukee or Bucks, that's when you'll see him smile right on cue. There it is. Both odds on favorites on Tuesday to win it all lost, the Nets and the Lakers. We'll talk a little more about the Lakers. On Wednesday, there were 11 games. Wednesday. Probably the best game of the season happened on Wednesday when the Knicks topped the Celtics in double overtime. We're going to talk about the Celtics. Is something wrong in Boston? Thursday, three three games, probably the biggest um, story for that particular day was uh, Curry. Steph Curry had a 25-point quarter uh, in a win over the Clippers. He slowed down after that, um, but the Warriors still came out with the win. And then on Friday, a fully healthy Celtics team. First time they had been healthy. Nick, who uh, covers the Celtics for us, isn't here with us tonight, but a big fan of the Celtics, said that that was the first time in over 400 days. And I didn't fact check him on this, but I trust Nick that the Celtics were fully healthy. Nobody uh, on the injured list. Everybody was ready ready to go. And they just go out there and got demolished by the Raptors. They lost 64-36 in the second half. Unbelievable. Um, the Lakers on that day, then, uh, interesting. They had drama with two of the greatest franchises in the association. Uh, the Lakers, uh, fought each other, fought fans and lost to the Suns. 115-105. Um, we'll, we got some thoughts about that game and, and, and that fight. Uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, I'm sure. All right. So that was the week. That's a quick recap. Um, Renee's back with us. I didn't, I didn't notice he had. Stepped away. Welcome back, Renee. Um, so the first thing we're going to do now, we're going to take advantage of, of, of our fan experts tonight. And we're going to talk first about the Bucs. Um, the Bucs looked unbeatable. They showed off um, their bling that first night. And, and just, I mean, again, they, they looked unbeatable. They looked like there's no way they wanted a one and done. Uh, after that, they, they, they looked a little normal. So let me just start first off. I'm going to try and keep this you know, quick, but you know, we start going down rabbit holes. That's okay. That's what we do. Are the Bucks going to repeat as NBA champions? Isaac, you go first. What do you think?
2: Um, I- I'm going to say no. The Bucks obviously didn't lose that much talent. They just lost PJ Tucker, but teams in the East got better. And that's obviously a threat to the bucks because yeah. that's their competition. So that's really all I have to say.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair. Getting out of the East is going to be tougher probably than it's been in, 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 in a decade uh, or more. Dean, what do you think the bucks repeating?
3: Um, I think the books are repeating. Um, I disagree. I don't think any of the Eastern conference teams got better than the bucks over the span of the off season. Um, and the Bucks got that championship pedigree, you know what I'm saying? Grayson Allen, De- Dante, I don't know his last name, coming back. Chris Middleton got better. Drew Holiday. I think they are the clear favorite.
0: Right on. So it's one thing to be the favorite, but it's another thing to win it. You you you, you think you think right. that that championship pedigree is going to be what, what kind of distinguishes them in the East?
3: Yeah, I'm like, like, what team is clearly better than the Bucks in the East right now? Like the Nets. I don't think James Harden and Kevin Durant, they are good, but they can't really win without Kyrie Irving. I know that's like a way well, you need three players to score 30. They don't have a bench. Um, Patty Mills is good. Um, Blake Griffin is still – he's not enough to guard Giannis. I don't think um, Claxton is enough, even though he's been good um, the first two games, but I don't think that's enough to stop the reign of champions. Right. So to that's six. Yeah, that's – It's
0: interesting because when you look at – the East, the, the, the two your juggernauts, right, I think were Philly and, and the Nets, and both of them are embroiled in drama right now. Yeah,
1: yeah. The chemistry
3: um, is the main thing. Um, yeah, the, yeah. Rosters can just win the chip, but to win in the best league in the world, you need chemistry. Everybody's yeah. good. At
0: All right, right on. Bo, I'm curious on your thoughts on the Milwaukee Bucks. What do you got? Oh, we're going to three-peat it. It's going to be great.
4: <laughs> 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 no. Uh, I believe there is a lot of dysfunction still in the East. Um, One of the things I absolutely love about the Bucks that I saw that first game, definitely not in Miami, but it looked like they were still just as hungry game one of this year that they were last year, which as we all know, with some of these championship teams, the, the, the players, the teams that have won it, (laughs) this is their first one. This is it. Like you, there is a, uh, a championship hangover. I mean, right. and a lot of these guys will show up, and they wanted to win. That was it. They're good to go. They can retire and be happy. But it really looked like the Bucks were just as hungry. I know it's game one, but they yeah. they didn't look like they 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 forgot about everything. They really did. That's and that's as a fan is great to see. You you worry about it. I'll tell you the single most frightening thing about the
0: Bucks to me is that Giannis is only 26 years old and that just blows my mind. He, he's a world champion an MVP and he's 26 years old. Uh, just entering his peak.
4: Uh, yes. That's scary. Yeah. He, uh, I, I think I brought it up maybe one other time before, but I mean, he might be like the nicest, greatest player of all time. Like, I mean, Honestly, like, has there been like a more wholesome considered like greatest not of all time, but like Mm -hmm. in the league right now, ever? I mean, the dude is just so humble, and I love everything about him. I mean, couldn't be happier. But uh, yeah, the the Brooklyn and Sixers, I they got to ship Kyrie out, they got to get Simmons out, and then we'll see. But until those guys are out of the building, I don't see that chemistry getting any better. And then right. walking through the playoffs, despite the talent, right?
0: All right, well, we got we got two yeses and a no. Uh, Derek, what do you got? Bucks repeating?
5: Uh, I say yes, but it's all dependent on Kyrie Irving, because as they were said, as it was said before, if you have three guys to- that can easily average thirty in a series, it's just hard. It's hard for the Bucks to match that scoring. As of right now, with Kyrie out with all the drama that's going in Philly, and we'll keep forgetting in the history of basketball when there's a generational superstar, once he wins a title, he racks him up. We saw it with Jordan, we saw it with Magic, we saw it with Bird, we saw it with Kobe, we saw it with Steph slash KD, we even seen it with LeBron. Like, once they win, and once Giannis won that chip last year. I think, like you said, he's 26. There's a newfound confidence. There's a newfound confidence in that team that I think they're going to have a little championship swagger that we saw on ring night. That anytime, anytime they go out, and let's not forget, they went into Brooklyn in a game seven with, you know, a Katie foot away from being knocked out. And they went on. They took that momentum, recalibrated themselves, won that game seven and then ended up winning the championship, that to me, that type of momentum to be literally from coach getting fired, guys getting traded to all of a sudden they're hanging a banner and they're getting rings on on Tuesday night. I just think that unless Kyrie Irving comes back, there's no team. There's no team in the East and there's definitely no team in the West that I think can contend with the Bucs.
0: Wow. Wow, it's just you know it, it, we started with a no, then kind of a tepid yes, a strong yes, and now a stronger <laughs> yes on the Bucks, man. Re- Renee, I'm guessing you're going to say that they're going to win the next ten in a row. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you got, Renee? The Bucks repeating? <laughs> oh, Renee, we can't hear you. Renee's having technical difficulties. All right, we're gonna come back to you, um, Renee. We're gonna to go to the next topic here. Um, the Celtics. There was a lot of buzz about the Celtics. Um, a lot. Um, they, you know, they made some changes, but I, I think. Well, I. Oh, go ahead, Renee. Think a
1: lot. You know, the worst. It, it, I have connectivity problems right now. Can you hear you. me at all?
0: Yeah, you're back.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm all right. Yeah, we're going to we're going to move on, Renee. I'm, I'm going to mute you for just a second and we'll come back to you with the uh, when we get to the uh, the next question. Let's talk Celtics real quick. The Celtics made some changes. There was a lot of excitement. Uh, I think a lot of people expected Jason Tatum to take a big leap forward. Um Things, you know, haven't been great for the Celtics. Is there something wrong with them? Um, Or is this, you know, just a couple of games, no big deal. Things are going to right themselves. This is too good a team to be that bad. Isaac, what do you think? What's your take on the Celtics?
2: Um, You know, I always have a strong opinion on the Celtics. And it's mainly because I'm a Heat fan. But I think we all remember what happened in the NBA bubble, there were reports that the Celtics were, um, you know, it wasn't a brawl, but it was more of a verbal fight in the locker room and chairs were being thrown. But that brings me to my point about team chemistry. I I just don't think the the Celtics have a lot of team chemistry. And they win games, and that's because Tatum drops 50 points in a game. Jalen Brown goes off. Marcus Smart plays so good on the defensive end. But as a team, the Celtics... Never stick out to me as it as a you know playing team basketball. I know, I know the Celtics always make it far in the playoffs, but they don't make it far enough to win an NBA championship. And obviously, the Celtics moved on from Brad Stevens. Um, but I just think it's also the Celtics management, so it's really team chemistry in the Celtics management. They need to find the right pieces. They have Tatum, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, something. Needs to go right, and Jose, to answer your first question, I, I do not think that this is just you know a few games and they'll get through it. I think the Celtics need to fix something fast, and it doesn't it doesn't mean signing someone or releasing something. It's more of just building team chemistry through practices, and that could result, and we could see that change in the next few games. But it's the coaching staff too, and um, they need to you know make a change here in Boston.
0: Well, they brought in a new coach, right? And the first thing, one of the first things he did is he said, we're not going to complain about the refs, which in the teams I've coached, that's always the first thing I tell them. Uh, I like that approach. Um, refs aren't going to cost you the game. Um, go out there and play ball. Um, and so, you know I, know, I know Boston is excited about the coach, uh, but it's going to take a little while, I think, to acclimate. Um, Dean, what do you got? What what What's your take on the Celtics?
3: Um, I'm going to keep it real. I did not watch them get blown out, so I can't really talk about what happened because that's the game everybody is, like, overreacting to. Right. Um, but to me, they need a playmaker. I think the, mm. the last, like, three or four years, they tried to make Tatum um, a threat in the half court, which he, he he made a jump, but he's not the answer in the playoffs. Same with Jay LeBron for the first game. Um, Marcus Smart. Is a decent playmaker. So is Dennis Shorter, but they don't really put um, a force on the defense because they can't shoot. They go under the screens every time. Um, like you said, they have a new coach, so I'm not really tripping on the Celtics. But I don't care if they do bad because that makes me happy as well. I'm
0: <laughs> this is what we need, Daniel, to balance it out, man. He's yeah. he, he covers Daniel the stuff. I'm not sure, man. <laughs> Daniel's going to be watching this and and he's fuming right now. Uh, Daniel, we <laughs> missed you.
2: Yeah, we got um, Heat fans, Laker fans. We need some yeah, Celtic
0: yeah. fans. And, and it'll happen. We'll get there. Um, but what do you got? What's your take on the Celtics?
4: Something, Anything to worry about? I mean, I'll tell you this much. I'm kind of a similar, same way as someone that follows one specifically Eastern Conference team. I have not thought about the Celtics <laughs> since I can't remember when. I mean, it's like, are they top five ish? Like, I know. I they always seem like every year they're one of those, this is Tatum's year. He's going to win MVP. He's going to do all this stuff. And they've just become what seems like a big what if team. Mm. And those can be the worst ones because every year you have a terrible record and it's like, okay, they just need one more year. We got it next year. And man, they've been like this for, oh my gosh, who knows how long now? I mean, uh, but yeah, they've got a lot of, issues I think. And uh, I also don't believe that they are a big uh, destination for these um, players on the market. I mean, you never hear the Celtics being brought up in comparison to some of these other big name cities and you're Boston. Like that's, that's really surprising. That shouldn't be that way whatsoever. It's interesting. I,
0: I always thought that the worst place to be as a, as an NBA franchise is, um, you know, at 500, right, where the Spurs have lived, uh, and this is where, you know, Renee could chime in uh, for, for for the last few years. Um, you know, m- maybe good enough to make the eighth spot, but you're always bouncing the first half, or pardon me, in the first round. It, 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 that middle round where, where you're not getting a lottery pick, but you're really not good enough to advance, that's the worst place to be. But there is a lot to be said for being good enough, you know, to make it to a conference final like the Celtics, but just never being able to knock that door down, uh, that's rough because it's painful for the fans, for the GMs, for the I, franchise. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. Um, right on, Derek. What do you what are your thoughts on 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 the Celtics?
5: Well, as a diehard Laker fan, even though Halloween's coming up, man, it felt like Christmas yesterday seeing them getting blown out. <laughs> I honestly think they have they have fundamental issues. Because they're so Tatum and Brown centric. And if you look at look at the last two acquisitions they've had, they it was Kimball Walker and it was Kyrie Irving. The reason why they brought those guys in was so they can get a playmaker dominant ball handler to take the pressure off of Brown and Tatum. Now that those guys are gone, now all the pressure goes on them. And what you saw last year and what you're starting to see this year. Like, think about it. Brown had 46 points in the opening night. Unbelievable game, but it was all based on him. It wasn't him facilitating. High pick-and-roll isolation, and that creates a stagnant in the offense. So a lot of guys just start watching, start standing around, and on Wednesday night when someone's, you know, making everything and he's on fire, the team feels good. But then what happened last night, Team guys are not making shots. Now guys are like, you know, we've all played basketball. It turns into, hey, I'm just going to – once I touch the ball, I ain't passing it. I'm just going to shoot it. And no, so that's no, the no – t- what this new. Yeah. And so that's what this coach is going to have to fight and deal with that all throughout this season is to create a team-oriented basketball, which is so ironic that Brad Stevens, who went – when he first got the job, created such a team-oriented environment. And so now with this new coach in – it's going to be up to him to try to tell Tatum and Brown, as great as you guys are, two guys under the age of twenty five that can average twenty five in this league. You guys got to create team oriented You got to get guys involved. You got to take that next step, which what we all agree they're the team that everyone says because those two guys are always the guys that we keep saying, okay, they're going to this this year. They're going to take an MVP set. This year, Jalen Brown's going to take an all-NBA step. Tatum's going to be an MVP candidate. And quite frankly, I think that they missed their window. During the bubble, when they lost to Miami in the Easter Conference Finals, and they went to three Easter Conference Finals in four seasons, I think that was their window to at least make it to an NBA Finals. Because if you look at if you look at what the East is going to look like, you got obviously the Bucks are not going away with Giannis. You got Atlanta's young nucleus yeah. already going. You you see what's going – you see what's happening with young teams like Charlotte, and then we all know Philly's not going anywhere, and Brooklyn Brooklyn's got their core at least for the next three years. So then it turns into when it's time for Tatum and Brown to hit free agency, as you say, Jose, that's not a destination for players to want to go. So if they're not able to draft or trade, why would Tatum and Brown stay there – and keep gain, keep going second round and out. So I think they got really major problems.
0: Wow, wow that that was gloom, man. That was doom and gloom. Credit where it's due. It's both wonderful. Up, <laughs> both it's of them wonderful. The fact that it's not a free agent destination, which is odd because I never exactly really thought about that. But yeah, no, I I, I think it's interesting too. you Dean brought it up. You brought it up. Uh, the lack of a playmaker. Uh, you know, uh, Isaac brought up the chemistry. Um, you know, when you start to peel back, right? The the Celtics, you've got a talented group of people, but you're missing some of the intangibles, right? Uh, not that a playmaker is an intangible, but the chemistry certainly is. And, and but, I'm going to be
2: honest with you, Jose. I don't even know who's on their bench.
3: Smith yeah, um, and and Robert Williams
2: plus Time started. Lord.
0: Time Lord. <laughs> Listen, they, they've yes. got a good team. They've got a good team. But but it, it, there's a difference between having good players and having a unified team, right? Mm-hmm. I think right now they're fighting the fact that they've got good players. They're just not a team yet. Um, and that's when you build that chemistry. That's when things start to happen uh, a little bit better for you. But that lack of a playmaker, that's something that's got to be addressed. Renee, welcome back. You got any thoughts on the Celtics? I... Uh,
1: no, I, uh, you guys need to educate me on that. I haven't seen any of their games. The game on Wednesday, that instant classic, I missed because I was covering the Spurs and the Magic. If I wasn't a Spurs fan, believe me, I'd have been watching the Celtics and the Knicks. I mean, that was, you know, Spurs Magic, that wasn't, you know, uh, uh, that, uh, nobody was stopping what they were doing to watch that except for me. Uh, No, I, I, don't, I don't understand what's going on with the Celtics, and I, I was just, you know, it's a good thing I got – uh, I was able to come back in at that point because uh, I need to learn about that. I ha- I'm surprised what happened to them last night against Toronto. Uh, that was a shocking second half. And uh, no, I have no idea what's going on over there. So you know, I'm uh, all ears with you guys.
0: Right on. Well, and it's a great opportunity to talk about how this show is normally structured, right? In seasons past, what we do is we pull in Renee to talk about the Spurs. We pull in Bo to talk about the Bucks. We pull in Isaac. To talk about the Heat because that's their wheelhouse. They are those team's fan experts. Um, this is the first week, so we're just kind of we're, we're just kind of spitballing this one a little bit. Um, but you know, as the season progresses, we'll probably go back to 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 that format so these guys can talk about the teams that they know best. Um, let's move on to the next subject. And, and again, if this is these these are not teams you feel comfortable talking about. Uh, You you can press the pass button. Um, Not that there is one, but we can move on. The Golden State Warriors. I was really surprised that a lot of people had them as um, Western Conference final favorites. I, I didn't see a big change. Now Obviously, Clay Thompson is due back about December, January this year. And I think that changes things for them but I didn't think they were going to be good. They were particularly good uh, last year. They were playing a play-in um, team last season. But everybody's really high on them. And then they come out, and, and they look really not great against the Lakers, but good enough to win. And then they looked really good against the Clippers uh, and won that game. Bottom line, are mm-hmm. the Golden State Warriors a legitimate Western Conference final contender?
2: Isaac, you got any thoughts on the Warriors? Absolutely. Um, I know I'm an East Coast guy. I know Jose likes to say that all the time, but I love watching Golden State, yeah. mainly because they have Steph Curry, arguably the uh, most fun player to watch in the NBA, but let's let's dive deep. Jordan Poole, I don't know if you guys know a lot yeah. about him. Um, he's looking nice this year. I think he's going to have a breakout year in addition to Clay Thompson coming back and Wiseman, who mm-hmm. is also injured in addition to Klay Thompson. I'm a big fan of this Golden State team. Steph Curry, I don't know. He's old. You know, he's not old, but he's getting older, yet he's getting better, which is rare in the NBA. And that's why I loved how you brought up that Giannis is only 26. Because imagine if he does what Curry's doing, he's going to get much better. But anyway, they have Steph Curry, Wiseman, um, Poole, Mm -hmm. Clay Thompson. I didn't even talk about Wiggins. He's a pretty good, uh, you know, piece. And uh, Bielitsa, who was actually on the Heat last Mm -hmm. year. Um has been a pretty good bench piece so far. I know yeah. it's only been a few games, but anyway, Golden State's looking really good. They beat the Lakers. Um, I, I definitely think they're Western conference contenders this season.
0: You know, I, I want to touch on one thing you said, cause I think it's kind of interesting about, you know, getting older and getting better. I think LeBron James kind of changed that for a lot of people. You, you start to see it with LeBron what's possible Right, uh, he has, he has said, or there have been reports that he spends a million dollars a year on his body, just you know the nutrition and the workout and and maintaining that elite level. I think people are looking at him and thinking, man, yeah, I can play. There's other players who have played until you know their 40s and have been good. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar comes to mind. Carmelone they weren't dominant though. <laughs> LeBron is dominant um and i think steph curry and i don't know that he is you know in the same class as as lebron in terms of you know taking care of himself but i do think that's flipped a switch in some of these players and they know that if they want that kind of career that long career they got to take care of themselves um yeah so that that's my take down a rabbit hole dean you got any thoughts on the golden state warriors
3: yeah i actually watched both games um the difference with me is um Steve Kerr is running like the same system that they ran last year and the year before. The difference is they have smarter players to run the system. Um, instead of Kelly Oubre being a dumb player, no offense to Kelly Oubre if you're watching. Um, they have um I forgot his name, Balenciak. I don't know his name, but he's a great passer, he's also a great shooter. Jordan Poole made a jump. Um, and Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins can play. Defense. We don't need Andrew Wiggins to score 13, 14, 15 points a game. If you give you 12 and guarding the best player, Steph Curry MVP, it's going to give you 30 as well. Um, and this is with no Klay Thompson. Um, right. They have one more player. I'm forgetting. But Why? they're basically a, a smarter team. It, yeah. Um, they should have drafted Lamelo Ball. They would have been a contender for Can sure. You
0: imagine, yeah, yeah, that
3: would have been crazy. Um, but. I don't, I don't, I don't want to judge Wiseman yet, um, but I don't think he's gonna be fit fitted into the system. Kevin Looney, Kevon Looney is already good in the system. Jeremiah Green is actually being aggressive this season. And when you have an MVP on the team, Steph Curry, you're gonna win forty five games minimum. And then you have the, the system of Steve Curry and smarter players, and they look like they like playing with each other. Yeah,
0: yeah, they
3: don't need to really change.
0: I have always been a big fan of Kavon Looney. Uh, I, I thought he was really aggressive, a good big, uh, young. But it's interesting. He, he got hurt I think a season or two ago. I can't even remember. But it, now he just looks old. He looks slow. And, and maybe he's just got to build back that, that athleticism and that power he had. But uh, I think he's a good player. I think he's a good piece. Um, right on. Bo, you got any thoughts on the dubs?
4: Um. I've thought for a little bit that the dynasty's over. I don't think they're winning again anytime soon, I should say. Uh, I mean, honestly, with Klay Thompson having back-to-back major injuries two years in a row, yeah. it's uh, still kind of up in the air of what he's going to be like, I mean, fully healthy. I mean, those are. it's different when you have one big injury, come back, you're doing okay, and a couple years later you have one. But, man, back-to-back like that, I mm-hmm. – I hope he comes back, and he is uh, Steph's number two, and they keep playing amazing basketball. But I don't know what to think of him yet. I mean, because they do play, they do have, they have games like this every year where, uh, you know, Steph will drop fifty, Clay will drop fifty, whatever, and we blow them up like the dynasty's not dead. Now it's everyone's gotten older. There's a there's a bunch of really good teams in the West that. I don't think they can get through like they could a couple years ago, um, but hey, they're a great watch. I hope yeah. I hope Clay comes back full force and they can get to that level.
0: I think that's the key, right? Is, is Clay? A lot. Of, I think a lot of people are expecting him to be the Clay Thompson of old, and, and he won't be. I don't think he will be this season. You know, hopefully, God willing for him, he will be next season. But it's just going to take him a while, man, to get his legs and get his bearings and, and and you know, get, get back to playing NBA basketball. Um, but it, it, I mean, they're pretty good without him right now. Uh, so it'll be very interesting to see how they acclimate him back uh, into the fold. Uh, Derek, you got any thoughts on the, on the Warriors?
5: Yeah, I actually think they are back. And this team, the first two games, when you watch them, it reminds me of – the Warriors pre, you know, pre seventy three wins, where it's the ball's moving fast, place, Steph is hitting a bunch of crazy threes, and I just feel like once Clay comes back, he's not going to be the same defensive player. But offensively, last year, look what happened in both the um, the playing games. Memphis and the Lakers were able to just say, "Hey, we're just going to triple team Curry." And as so, we're daring anybody else, anybody else to beat us. I mean, Draymond had a chance to win the game against the against the Grizzlies, and he butchered the layup and sends the game into overtime. I just think Curry's impact on how you play basketball and the amount of tension that he demands is going to allow so many open shots. That's why you're seeing somebody like a Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, you're seeing Draymond being more aggressive. So you got to understand, what? With that shooting, and they don't have Wiseman, they don't have Kaminga, they don't have Moody, and they don't have Otto Porter Jr., who they signed this offseason. Plus, without Clay Thompson, those are five contributors already that they're not even playing with. So if you can imagine that type of statement to play against the two L.A. teams and to make it in different fashions, right? Game one, Curry had, even though he had a triple-double, he shot, He said it, he shot like trash. and then the right. next, And then the next game he comes out and he drops 25 in the first quarter and he ends the game with 45. So you, you literally saw that they can win with different styles. And so my thing is, is just that to me, it's not even about the Warriors. I think it's more about the rest of the West outside of the Suns and Lakers that I think everybody's in that jumble where there's a lot of major questions Utah. We have problems with, you know, their postseason, how they play every single postseason Dallas is so Luca centric. And then we got the Pelicans, the Nugget. the Nuggets are dealing with injuries. The Pelicans are an issue. And so there's a lot of question marks outside of Phoenix and the Lakers that I just feel that this is, this is how the Warriors can be able to get back into contention. And then trust me, I don't think any of our fan bases want to see Steph Curry in a seven game series.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Right, right, right. No, he's, he's frightening when he gets into, into that mode, like he was in the first quarter against the Clippers. Mm. I, I, I have a question as a Laker fan for you uh, regarding their game against the Lakers, but I'm going to save it. Cause we're going to talk about the Lakers in just a minute. <laughs> don't let me forget it. Uh, Renee, the Warriors. Have you seen any of their games? Do you have any thoughts on them? Or are they back?
1: Uh, yes, they're back. Uh, I said it in this first preview. You, I'm sure you remember. I said it and I'll own it. They're going to go to the conference finals and Steph is going to be the MVP. That was yeah. me. You know, uh, That was me going, uh, I think, a little bit out on the end. But after what I saw uh, last night uh, or against the Lakers, uh, no, they're back. I do believe they're back. Uh, The simple reason that they've got experience, they have experience on the bench. I think Draymond is going to keep his – well, as long as he keeps, you know, a little bit of a focus there, um, I think he he provides – a he's the heart of the team. He provides a lot of intensity. Now, um, I I do like some of the points that were made. I think Dean mentioned uh, Wiseman, James Wiseman, and – yeah, I do think he's a little bit of a question mark. Uh, again, he's injured. We'll see when he comes back. The style of play that they're uh, employing right now might not be totally conducive to him. We'll, we'll still, you know, we have to see. Play again, yes. I can't wait till he comes back. That's one of my favorite players to watch. Uh, but again, I think uh, just as you said, he won't be the same guy that he can shoot. If he has space, and you know he will, because you know, they pay everybody has to pay attention to staff, he's gonna uh, be able to catch and shoot the way he does. I mean that doesn't really go away. Um, they're They'll be back. Uh, yeah, I, I agree that there's a lot of teams in the West that they would have to get by, and I'm just you know I say they'll be in the in the conference final based on you know things that happen the Experience that they have and uh Steve Kerr's uh, uh coaching uh, uh experience as well. Um, yeah, they'll be there, Jose. They'll be there.
0: Renee writes a great article uh <laughs> called Uh, yeah, I said it, I'll, I'll own it, and I forgot I about it. this, quite honestly. <laughs> and he he said it, yeah, he said the dubs <laughs> will, will be in the western conference final, and uh, Curry's gonna have a resurgent season and mm. an MVP candidate or an actual MVP, Renee.
1: He he'll be the MVP. Okay. You said <laughs> Although it? right now, yeah, I said it. I'll own it. <laughs> um, my uh, my uh, right now though, my flavor of the week though is the mellow ball. So
0: right, right, right. Which
1: I also said in the column, I said it. I'll own it. The ball is my unreasonably early MVP.
0: I, not a bad pick. My early season MVP was Luca, but you know, we'll, we can talk about that another time. This kind of gets back to the point that you know, Noah made, uh, another one of our contributors. We really need to maybe have a, an East Coast Conference discussion, a West Coast Conference discussion to dive deeper into these conversations. Um, but for right now, uh, let's keep going. We've got one last question, and this one I think everybody's going to have an opinion on. The Lakers. The Lakers were absolutely, with the Nets, an odds-on favorite to, to, to win it all. They brought in Russell Westbrook, changed. I mean, honestly, they gutted the team. Uh, we're not going to go into a lot of detail about the Lakers. We're just going to ask this one question. Do the Lakers, as currently constructed, work can this work? Can Russell Westbrook work? Can, <laughs> Renee's, Renee's already answering. Uh, can, can 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 Ad and Dwight find a way to coexist? Is that nothing? Yeah. Um, certainly, lots to talk about. Lots to peel back the onion on here regarding the Lakers. Uh, Isaac, what are your thoughts? Can the Can the Lakers work? as constructed?
2: I, I think they can definitely work. LeBron James, I don't know if you guys noticed, and I, I know Jose's, you know, talked about him uh, supposedly spending over a million on his body, but he's developed a three-point shot this year. Mm-hmm. He's always had a three-point shot, but he's using it more to his advantage. And that is helping the Lakers, and then you ask, why are they... Why, why don't they have a win on the season? And then you talk about team, team chemistry. The Lakers have so many new additions, I think you have to give them a few games. Russell yeah. Westbrook is definitely not acclimated yet, and he hasn't been in the preseason, too. He's a triple-double machine. He doesn't have one yet. It's only been a few games, but believe me, he, he gets a lot of triple-doubles. triple-doubles. So, I, I think that Westbrook needs to be acclimated. Anthony Davis is has played well in the preseason. He actually... I, I give him credit. I, I give a lot of credit to players who play in the preseason and he played a lot of minutes, and he played well. So I think if you have Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and Westbrook all acclimated to the game of basketball and to each other, which should happen in a few games, I expect the Lakers to work. You know, the Lakers have some key bench pieces. They have Malik Monk. They have Trevor Ariza, who, by the way, is injured. They also have um, uh, THC. Oh, he's gone. He's gone? Well, he's out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is news to me. But uh, anyway, the Lakers were. That doesn't affect uh, what I have to say, that THC is gone now. But the Lakers' bench pieces don't really matter. It's all about their big three. And the Lakers definitely have a big, big big three if they're acclimated. And I think that will happen in the next few games.
0: Yeah, I I think it has to. Um I, I think it's key and, and I, I, I I love that you brought up Malik Monk because this is a player who had a phenomenal season last season. I thought he I thought this guy needs some run with these Lakers and he's not getting it. And I don't get it. I don't understand it. He's that's so what good. That's
2: what happened with Caruso. They didn't give him a lot of minutes. Well, Caruso.
0: Yeah. And he's getting MVP chance now in Chicago. So we'll we'll talk about that another time, but yeah, that's interesting. I I love that you brought up Malik Monk. Um, Dean, I know you got some thoughts on this.
3: I left a lot of my anger um, in my video.
0: Um, Yeah.
3: But I I want the Lakers to work. I don't know yet. Um, But the thing about me is I like every player that we acquired, like on a, as a fan, I like Russell Westbrook. Um, as a person carmelo as a person dwight as a person rondo i don't don't know but this team is like a it's like a 2k team it's not like we we just got players Mm -hmm. just to get players because it looked good we got six hall of famers but none of them are playing to half of what they used to be except carmelo he's kind of decent um but this team needs to play ad at the five dwight howard Um, it's not a starting center in this league. He's been in the league 17 years. He's not a starting center. DeAndre Jordan shouldn't even be on the NBA roster right now. Um, Mm -hmm. um, And the whole fight happened last game, AD and Dwight. And think about Dwight. It's like you like him sometimes, and then he does something to make you dislike him. Like I liked him when he played for Orlando. When he came to the Lakers 2013, I didn't like him. Then he came back. I loved him. Then he started a fight with Anthony Davis. I don't – uh, mm-hmm. we don't run the young guys. Um, Malik Monk to me is the most has the most creation out of every Laker on the team, including LeBron James. He can hit the main range shot. He can hit the three. He can play make a little bit and he can run the fast break. Mm-hmm. Main thing Frank Vogel said was to run a transition. Russell Redsburg is, I don't know what he's doing out there. Malik Monk is the youngest guy that can play minutes. He's the also the most athletic Um and we're just running this slow pace type of offense. I know we have a good defense, but even the defense is kind of getting bad because we don't have no point of attack defenders. We don't have Dennis Schroeder, who guarded the pick and roll well last year. We don't have um, Alex Caruso. We have a good uh, front line, but most teams shoot threes. And it's Warriors, um, the Suns. And LeBron James, if he's not on the good team or if he's not locked in, or his team not locked in, he's not going to try on defense. You can like he's in year nineteen. I'm gonna give a pass because he's like forty, but it's not LeBron's fault. Um, I don't think it's AD's fault. Um, it's Dwight and Rondo to me. And then Carmelo, I don't expect nothing from Carmelo. And the Russell Westbrook has done nothing good on the floor at all. He didn't shoot right. He doesn't play defense. He doesn't pass right. He's supposed to be the secondary playmaker when LeBron goes out the game. He's not doing that. Um. He's getting charging calls, getting a lot of turnovers. His plus minus is messed up. Russell Westbrook is a disaster. We would be better off paying Caruso or having Kuzma, KCP, the same core that we had last time with chemistry, some young people, instead of getting these guys
1: mm-hmm.
3: who who think we're going to have good chemistry. with. Just because Dwight Howard smiles in every game doesn't mean he's a good teammate. Just because Rondo handles the ball doesn't mean he's a good leader. Rondo was – Pointing fingers at a fan, got the fan kicked out, and then he said he didn't do it. It's like, and this is game two. This is game two.
1: Yeah,
3: and we're facing a team that we would have beat last year if he was healthy. That's what Lakers fans say. Then we got blown out with a better team. Um, but yeah,
0: are they gonna no. work, man? Do you think? No. Do you think Russell Westbrook on this team works? Or is he I want going
3: to. I love Russ as a player. Um, yeah. but I don't. Because Russ takes a, a long time to get a, uh, to be good in any system yeah. except OKC okay, with the Wizards, with the Rockets, but um, I don't care about triple-doubles. It's really you getting 10 rebounds, 10 assists, and he's going to get 10 points. But I need you to play well in the system. I need yeah. you to play defense because Frank Vogel is a great defensive coach. Um, so you need to be able to do that. I need you to run in transition. I need you to fill in a role, Russell Westbrook. Yeah. You don't have to be a triple-double machine because it looks good on paper, but we're not winning games. We got LeBron to get the triple doubles. I need you to cut. You know what I'm saying? Set a screen, yeah. clap for your teammates. He's not doing nothing.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm coach. I, I pull him aside and I said, "Listen, man. If you want to, with these players on this team, you could lead the league in assists. Make that your effort. Make that your goal. Play good yeah. defense. Obviously, don't worry about everything else. You're gonna get the rebounds. You're gonna get the points. Get 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 15 assists a night." I think that's possible for this guy. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I'm not sold on, on the fit just yet. Bo, what do you, what's your take on the purple and gold? You got
4: one? I want to preface this by saying, and it's a whole different discussion. I mean, it can be. LeBron James is the greatest player of all time. That being said, I think he is putting too much of that I'm um, LeBron James luck into some of – especially this year's team. I think he is uh, – uh, I, I believe that when he beat the, the Warriors down 3-1 hmm. and people were saying, I mean, come on, this almost counts as two championships. Like this is incredible, like all that stuff. I think he started a process that people, especially the LeBron fans, are giving him credit – for more dysfunction and he understands I'm never going to have a Scotty Pippen. I'm never going to have these players. So if I can have the craziest team and elevate them, people are going to be like, well, yeah, I mean, of course he was going to fail or of course, you know, this is why he's the greatest, whatever it might be. But uh, yeah, I mean the Lakers, uh, like you guys have said, I mean, they brought all these pieces together assuming they would fit, but I mean, you got a bunch of older guys, not that it's a stereotype, but I mean, might be a little harder to get along with. And we're just assuming that it's all going to work. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, this team's definitely going to take some time to get acclimated to everyone. And I'm not calling it quits because uh, I think if we all sat back and admit it, one of the greatest NBA finals we possibly could have is the Lakers versus the Bucks. And hear me out. It's, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. It's hyped up to be Giannis taking the crown, oh, sure. Sure. LeBron coming back. I mean, come on. Is that not like yeah. one of the greatest? I mean, that's storyline. That's storyline after storyline for weeks. But, uh yeah, I, I love seeing LeBron. He's my, you know, greatest of all time, all that stuff. I love seeing him play. But, yeah, the Lakers have got to get chemistry and just – everyone on the same page on that team. A mm-hmm.
0: few of y'all have said it, and it, it, it bears repeating. It, it, it's going to take time. If, if they're going to make it work, you can't expect it right out the gate. You, you just can't. Um, and so, yeah, if it's going to work, it's going to take time. Uh, Derek, Lakers fan, I know you got <laughs> thoughts. Give them. What's up?
5: I want to apologize to everyone. I'm about to go long here. All right. First, this th- – Rob Palenka gets a lot of credit for all for revamping this team, right? But what frustrated me about the offseason was he overreacted to his two best players and getting injured. Because as Dean said, if Anthony Davis and LeBron are healthy, even if let's just let's just play this. If Anthony Davis is just healthy, if Anthony Davis doesn't pull his groin midway through game four, which by the way, let's go back. We're up 10 midway through the second quarter. Anthony Davis pulls his groin and we lose three straight. That's what happened. And so we play this revisionist history. Rob Blinker played this revisionist history as if we, as a healthy unit, were a seven seed and lost to the Phoenix Suns. We were injured. We had some issues, but the issues we did not fix. Here's our issues. For whatever reason, We just like to put – Anthony Davis just wants to play the poor. He always says in the media, hey, I'll play five. I'll play five. Well, guess what? We literally signed DeAndre Jordan, who Brooklyn had his two best friends on the team. His two best friends said, sorry, dude, you can't play anymore. You can't be on the team. But, yeah, he was good enough for us. We signed Dwight Howard after we let Dwight Howard go to Philly. So he wasn't so he wasn't good for her to come back on the title on last year's team but he was good enough to come back. If it the problem is mm-hmm. when we traded for Russell Westbrook we we had a style problem. Now this is what I wrote that's going to go up tomorrow on the Peach Basket. I wrote that Russell Westbrook and LeBron James styles don't fit. If you mm-hmm. look at the last 10 years, LeBron James has only played Pace wise on a team, so the amount of possessions per game, he's only his team has only been in the top 10 one time in the last decade. Russell Westbrook has only his team has not been in the top 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 10 one time in the last decade. That shows you LeBron James prefers a slower pace, why because he has arguably maybe the greatest mind this game has ever seen, so he wants to slow it down see what the defense doing, and just pick you apart. Russell Westbrook, he is what he's advertised. He is a freight train. He is a roller coaster ride as we have ever seen in this league. And so getting these two guys together, naturally, we're going to start off slow. LeBron James has taken 35 perimeter shots. He's only taken 50 shots in two games. Let's put that in an equation. He's not attacking the basket. Why? Because he's, he's realizing, oh, wow, DeAndre Jordan's guy, he's in the paint. Russell Westbrook's guy, he's in the paint. Kent Bazemore's guy, he's in the paint. Wow, there's four guys in the paint. I get. I guess I'm going to shoot this three. So, yeah, he's on a pretty hot streak shooting from three. I think he's at 44 45% from three so far this season. Let's be real. Throughout his career, he's been an extremely streaky shooter. He's on a very hot pace. If he keeps this up, I'm going to be happy. But let's be real. The law of averages are going to say he's going to come back to the means. The biggest problem is speed. We saw it in the Warriors game. We saw it in the Suns game. Teams are saying, you guys are old. You guys don't have any wings. You guys don't have any backcourt defenders. And this league is filled with wings and guards who can score. So teams are saying... We're going to run. We're going to keep running. We don't care if you make a basket. We're going to keep running on you. And think about it. The last two games, the first, the only two games of the season, they've had leads. And then the Warriors and Suns went on extreme runs. The Warriors in the fourth quarter went on an 11-3 run in two and a half minutes to win, to basically seal the game. And then the Suns went on a 71. I'm going to repeat this, 71-47 to 47 run. In two quarters, this team needs to have, and what's, what's so tough, is going to be, this coach is going to have to take this team and say, guys, I know everyone, Cornell. I know you're going to want your 18. Westbrook, I know you, I know you're going to want your triple double 80. I know you're going to want your 25 and 10 Ron. I know you're going to want your 26, eight and eight. Guess what guys? That's not going to happen because we're going to have to beat. We're going to have to, we have to slow this pace down. And we're going to have to beat the, you know, what out of these guys. Cause if we get into a track meet, look, what's going to happen. We're going to, we're going to run out of gas because we're just a bunch of old guys that want to get together and try to get one last ring to try to salvage our career, some of our careers. And so <laughs> this team, this team needs to understand they can win. They're still to me, they are still the most talented team in the West, but they need to have a reality check. And that's, hey, we can't run with these young kids. It's like the it's like the it's like the old heads at the YMCA or the old heads that when you play run yeah. with them. There's a bunch of forty-five and fifty year olds. You walk out in the corner like, man, we about to whoop these dudes. And then they put they throw some old man strength on you. They slow the pace down. And you look, you're like, how do we lose to these guys? And then you sit on the court and you realize, like, oh, they just beat the living you know what out of us, and then they slowed the game. That's what this team's got to do. You know,
0: Derek. I, I I mean, this is your first time on the show, first time writing with us. I I hope that over time you 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 gather a little confidence and ability to really (laughs) communicate your thoughts. (laughs) Wow, that was a dissection, man. That was clinical. (laughs) That was amazing. Well, well thought out. That was incredible. I, I hard to agree, hard to disagree with anything uh, that you said. Um, this is a question that came up before, and I'm going to ask it now uh, because you you're a Lakers fan. Um, the Lakers were down big um, in the last game against the Suns. They came back. Some on uh, Laker Twitter are, are looking at that as a positive, right? I watched that game. I watched the whole game. I didn't see it as a positive. I didn't see the Lakers flipping a switch and getting better all of a sudden in the second half against the Suns. I, I saw the Suns put the, the foot off the gas. Um, what's your take?
5: Yeah, no, the Suns. The Suns definitely looked at the scoreboard saw that they were up by twenty five, and they were like, "All right, this game's yeah, over."
4: Yeah. All right. But what mm.
5: was the pot? But this is why I like what Frank Vogel is going to do. And I hope he's doing this. I hope he does this for the first about two and a half months of the season. Doesn't matter what the score is. He's tweaking. He's trying to find the right lineup. Especially that fourth quarter lineup, that money-crunching lineup. So he's picking random lineups. And he has to see in these situations, hey, who's going to be my great defensive lineup? Who's going to be my great shooting lineup? What's going to be my great you know, we gotta make a comeback. Let's get all scores, or let's try to speed this right. place up. What's my best running gun? What's my best beat-up lineup? And so that's why that's why I was looking at. I was looking at it. I wasn't. I didn't care about the score because we're gonna lose. There was it was gonna be like a less than zero percent chance we're gonna win that game. I was looking to see what lineups he was putting out there to see. Okay, what lineup is he looking at? He, what was, is he looking at 80 and Bron at the five, okay, four and five. Okay. Who's, who's he playing with Westbrook? Once again, Malik Monk wasn't in the game, but once again, that's going to be, I feel like a season long complaint from all Laker fans. And so my thing is, is just that as a season, like I said, it's two games in, even though I went on a big rant, even though Dean probably lost his mind, like it's only two games. So we got to understand that it's a long season. Mm -hmm. But these are the moments where Frank Vogel is going to figure out what his best lineups are for when the money really counts in May and June. We're going to look at some of these lineup changes and some of these games, some of these meaningless games, and realize, okay, this is where he kind of figured it out.
0: Right. Right on. All right, Renee, you get the last word on the Lakers if you got one. Uh, what's your take here? Do you think the Lakers are are, are going to work as, as constructed
1: well, right now they're messy, and I do like that I heard from two Laker fans because I this is basically what I was thinking about them. Both of them, both Dean and Eric, both touched on uh, points that I was uh, going to make as well. I wrote some notes uh, earlier this afternoon. Uh, they have a definite dynamic of old dogs and new tricks there, and uh, it looks like they had an, a, a panicked accumulation of talent bringing in all these old guys now um, I think they will work to the extent that they'll get to the playoffs and have a deep run I can see them getting to the conference finals and probably even the finals because these these are older players Derek mentioned it and this was my thinking earlier in the show these these are the guys like you said these are like these old guys at the park these are proud players and they're not gonna you know they're gonna show you who they are Uh, all of them. And, uh, I'm a, (laughs) I think I'm probably one of the biggest Russell Westbrook defenders. You know, I I always end up criticizing him and then, you know, defending him a a couple of uh, paragraphs later. Uh, I'm relieved that, uh, AD and, uh, Dwight Howard got into it last night because I was afraid that Russell Westbrook was going to take, you know, carry all the burden of blame. And, uh, I agree with Derek. He probably doesn't fit in the way uh, they do things. And I'm curious as to, uh, for the Laker fans, both Dean and Derek, why uh, they think that they uh, made that trade for him. Because I, you know, he's he's talented, but I don't think he fits in with him. And especially with LeBron. Playing with LeBron, I just don't see Russell Westbrook working out like that. But they'll get it together because... You know, they'll force things. That's that's the way it is. They'll they'll physically do things. Just like Eric said it right. Here. That was exactly what I imagined. Old guys, because you know, I'm one. It works. Uh,
0: you you brought up another question. This is by far the longest show we've ever done, but <laughs> I, I can't leave it. I can't leave that question hanging because it's a good one. um Kyle Kuzma said he was ready to go to Sacramento. The Lakers were ready to bring in Buddy Healed. And, and right now it's really interesting as a Lakers fan to take a look at what Buddy Heald's doing in Sacramento and take a look at what Russell Westbrook's doing in L.A. and think, I think of what might have been. Renee asked the question, why did they trade for Russell Westbrook, especially when you know they had the – assuming that that's true, they had the heel deal ready to go. Why? I got my own thoughts. Dean, let's go ahead. We'll just go off script here, man. Dean, why did that's they bring good. in Russell Westbrook?
3: to have that big three label that mm-hmm. every team wants to have, mm-hmm. but we didn't like, Buddy Hill fixes a lot of things. He moves off ball well. He's not just a good shooter. He moves around. That creates creation off itself. He's younger. He's cheaper. Russell Westbrook mm-hmm. is none of these things. It just marketing purposes. Rob Polinka thinks he's yeah. I don't know, the Zen master wants to get a, <laughs> a, a supposed superstar just because they lost in the first round. Now you have to change the whole roster. Like No, that's no chemistry. You know what I'm saying? We get a different roster every year, and as a fan, it's hard for me to like these players because I don't know. I don't want to watch Kent Bazemore. I don't care about the analytics of how good of a player he is. I don't, as a fan, I don't want to watch him. And I'm on the East Coast. The Lakers play at 10:30. If the Lakers are losing by halftime, I am going to sleep. I'm not about to (laughs) stick around. I'm I'm sorry. (laughs) That's why I want to see Dean
5: understand. It, it's rough. It's rough when you're on the East Coast and you're a Lakers fan. Cause one
3: thirty been thrown out, I'm about to watch this <laughs> yeah. game. Like the last game, I, I cut it off when it was down like ninety four seventy one. I'm I'm not. Yeah, but it. the first Imagine. one you
0: stayed up and then you you you, you ranted yeah. into a video, man. Right? I know. You had I to cut, be one o'clock in the morning.
3: I cut it off um, mid third <laughs> quarter because I knew the, the results of the game wasn't going to change the video. So I uploaded it as soon as the game ended. So got it. YouTube tip upload as game end, you're gonna get a lot of views. Smart.
0: Um, but yeah. You don't you don't do it for 20 views, I know.
3: Yeah, I'm not doing that for 20 views. <laughs> if I get 20 views on a video off the Lakers and I'm it's 130, uh I'm gonna move to a different
0: topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Derek now, man, so,
5: why they bring in Westbrook? What do you think? This is what this is what it's in the eat, it's in it's out there. That Palinka went to LeBron and said, "You got your choice, Buddy Heel or, or Russell Westbrook." And LeBron said Russell Westbrook because his mindset was, "We get, we bring in Westbrook. I know what know to what do. I, know, do. What I know what he's going to bring. He's going to bring. He's going to be a dominant ball handler. And that's what LeBron. That's what throughout LeBron's career, since he left Cleveland the first time, he's always gravitated to. You look at D Wade in Miami." look at Kyrie Irving in LA. That's why it was kind of surprising that Anthony Davis, because this was the first time he didn't have somebody else to share the basketball with. So I think he kind of Mm. relished the idea of having to share the ball handling responsibility, being able to basically say, Hey, Russell for four straight possessions, take the ball and I'm just going to chill in the corner and I'm going to take a rest uh, while the game's going on. And so I, I was very against this move, even though I love Westbrook and I envisioned Westbrook in a Laker jersey for the last 10 years. So to get him there, it was very bittersweet. But then once we got Malik Monk, I go, okay, Malik Monk's going to give us 75% of what Bud Hill does, right? But the problem is they're not playing Malik Monk. And so that's my biggest issue is that. If they play Malik if they put Malik Monk in the starting lineup ahead of Kent Basemore, which once again don't understand why Kent Basemore is starting for us, I don't think I don't think the buddy heel trade becomes a big issue. Because if you think about it, Kyle Kuzma, KCP and a first round draft pick for Russell Westbrook, it's like highway robbery. Like you mm-hmm. you take that deal yeah. ten out of ten times. You take that deal ten out of ten times. But because but because Russell Westbrook, it looks like the fit's not gonna work. And they're very contrasting styles, it's gonna look ugly early. By the way, this was the same exact thing that happened when LeBron went back to Cleveland with Kyrie Irving. Remember mm-hmm. the legendary game in Utah? Kyrie had zero assists, and the media blew it up like, oh my God, like Kyrie Irving does had zero assists in the game. And LeBron's like, who cares? Like, guy scored 30 and he has zero assists. I care about the 30. So, mm-hmm. as long as, so as long as I think this was a LeBron James move, LeBron. I think in his big basketball computer brain is looking at it from an NBA final standpoint where he's saying in the NBA finals, we're probably going to play Brooklyn. There's gonna, they're going to have Katie, Harden, and Kyrie on one side. I need firepower. I need I need some dogs that are going to put the ball in the hole to the same clip those three guys are. And that's the reality. Now, they might lie or they might say, no, that's not how that's not how we're thinking. That's how they're thinking. They're thinking how we're going to load up and beat Brooklyn because if Brooklyn has those three guys, there's no one in the league to keep up with them except potentially the Lakers.
0: And it worked, right? I mean, or odds on favorite, yeah. it was the Nets and the and Lakers. Right on paper, it worked. On the court, it's going to take some time. Um, wow. Well, by far, the longest show we've ever done. Um, but great conversation as always. Uh, great uh, talk uh, great time talking to each of you guys uh let me just pitch real quick uh go to hoop dini if you haven't uh, checked out that channel yet phenomenal content that's dean's channel um his his videos are he's he's great at giving a lot of information in in, in a short amount of time uh and great channel you got to check it out bo covers the bucks for us as a new dad throwing that out there because that's a big life moment. Uh, Derek is new with us. Obviously great. And I'm excited to read your content moving forward. Renee covers the Spurs and uh, has that great recurring uh, article. He said it, he'll own it. Uh, if you <laughs> haven't read his stuff, uh, read it. And if you haven't clicked the links that he shared, <laughs> click them because they're hilarious. And Isaac uh, runs flteams.com, a great partner of ours. Go there for anything and everything related to Florida sports. We're the Peach Basket. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We'll be sports back fans. next week on pass. Saturday down, no to run it back. Lay up off the glass right past the shot blocker. i follow through like Kobe's money. You can cash
1: it. For news on LA hoops, come over to Peach Basket. Up to date sports. Post game reports. Debates and play by play coming straight off the court. The voice of the fan making noise causing havoc. Zone the man up. You can ask Peach Basket. The Peach Basket coming tuned on net the peach basket where the news begins we're dropping news like we're in the stands creative views from the as with fans the